Boker Tov, we are, I think we're starting chapter 15, right? Yes. Chapter 15, Melachim Aleph, we finished uh, the life of Rehavam. Rehavam just passed away. Uh, so we saw in chapter 14, we saw how Rehavam was actually the, Beit HaMikdash was looted by Shishak, king of Egypt during Rehavam's reign. So as we see, the wealth of Bnei Israel turned from gold to copper, meaning the standards of wealth of Bnei Israel got lower. There's a constant the thing in the in the Mefarshim that criticizes Bnei Israel for becoming for getting too carried away with their wealth and then becoming soft. It's expressed by the Mefarshim in a few places and in Chazal that Bnei Israel became soft because of their wealth. It seems like the the idea of uh, luxuries and get being spoiled, making people weak. It's like a universal rule that the Chazal catch on and show that that was in operation in the times of Shilamo, that that concept did exist of, of Bnei Yisrael becoming weak from their luxuries. It's a classic thing in, um, you know, in the succession of, of wealth in wealthy families. It's always a problem. You know, when those who had it easy typically have a harder time putting in work and so on So that kind of happened to Bnei Israel, And then we see that now that Bnei Israel, Now that they had a ruler like Rehavam Who's a little bit of a fool And who tried to force the people Into making him wealthier by enslaving them All of a sudden Now they are even more poor Okay, So it's not working out And then they, they get looted um, So that's the end of Rehavam's life And he said he was buried with his fathers and so on uh, What else did we see in the chapter? Uh, uh, with um, the Aviya, the son of uh, Yarovam, who also passed away. Okay, and that was the first of many descendants of Yarovam who are going to be destroyed. Okay, chapter fifteen. In the eighteenth year of the king Yarovam's reign, Ben Nevat, Malach Aviyam al Yehuda, Aviyam ruled over Yehuda. Now Aviyam is a different person from Aviyah, son of Yarovam. So interestingly, Rechavam and Yarovam. Both, both have a son named Aviyah. And they actually said, uh, one of the Farshim says that they both are named Aviyah. And this one is called Aviyam, just to establish a little bit of a difference. You know, one of them, um, it could be that the people of Israel called Aviyah of Yehuda, Aviyam, saying that he is their Aviyah. Aviyah Shelahim, Aviyam. Okay, so that could be where the name comes from. Okay. He ruled over uh, in Jerusalem for three years And his mother was Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom Why does it tell us that his mother was Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom? Because Avshalom goes back to the Because Avshalom is a bad person And it means his Ma'acha, his, his, uh, his daughter was a bad person So we're trying to essentially say that Avyam Was influenced by this negative This, uh, this evil or this... Uh, Bad woman named Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom. And Aviyam went in the sins of his father that he did before him. His heart was not whole with Hashem, his God, like the heart of David, his father. Okay? So, um, because technically Avshalom, through Avshalom, this becomes the, the grandson of David. And uh, he was not, his heart was not consistent with Hashem. Okay? For it was in, in David's honor that he was given his portion in Yerushalayim. 
to establish his son after him and to make Yerushalayim established. Asher asa David et hayashar b'nei Adonai, for David had done what was good in the eyes of God. And he didn't go deviate from the will of God in, uh, at all throughout his life, except for that one matter of Uriah Chiti, when he stole the wife of Uriah Chiti. Vatsheva. And during Abiyam's reign, who is the son of Rechavam, there was already a war between Rechavam's household and Yarovam's household. And this continued in the time of Abiyam as well. So Abiyam, son of Rechavam, is uh, doing all evil in the eyes of God. He is not uh, continuing in the way of God. Um, he is continuing the evil path of Rechavam, and uh, it was, you know, the whole establishment of David's family was done because of David's honor and because of his commitment to the way of God. And Aviam, his grandson, his great grandson, is not keeping in that uh, thing in that way. Okay, the rest of the whatever happened during Aviam's three-year reign. And everything he did, they are written in the book of Divrei Hayamim Machayuda. Again, that's the book that's going to be continuously referenced that we don't have anymore. And there was a war between Aviyam and Yarovam. And that is understandable that there's a war between Aviyam and Yarovam because there was a war between Rechavam and Yarovam. And the war continued throughout. It seems like this was a kind of war of attrition, some kind of war of you know, constant bickering and fighting that went on for a very long time. It was just that would kill one person, this guy would kill another person, and so on. Uh, so that battle between Am Israel and Am Yehuda, the tribe of Israel and tribe of Yehuda, they uh, it continues through this not so good reign of Aviyam. Okay, Aviyam im Avotav and Aviyam was he laid uh, rest with his forefathers. They buried him in the city of David. And his son Aviyam's son Asa ruled after. Now, Asa is actually going to make some changes and he's going to be a good king. Okay? Is this city of David that they keep referring to, this is like the city of David that's in Yerushalayim now? I don't, I don't know if it's... Uh, sure, I don't know if they know for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just don't know. Don't know. Um, okay. It could be that it's the same exact one, um, but it's something to explore in Israel. You're going to be there this summer? Yeah, two is weeks. It Hashem? Yeah. Okay. I'd say it's something we should look into. I'm going to be there too. I want to... I want to... I want to go ask around and see. If we're like, there at the same time, I know someone who's my eye doctor. He does tours now. He'll do a private tour. For okay. Us. I want to ask him. Okay. Let's, we'll, we'll, go, time, we'll, we'll go. We'll We'll go on the ground and yeah, see we'll, what we're learning. Ourselves. Yeah. Israel Malach Asa Al Yehuda, and it was in the twentieth year of Yarovam, king of Israel, that Asa reigned over Yehuda. Now notice that we keep bouncing. We're gonna keep bouncing back and forth between the kings of Israel and uh, the kings of Yehuda, kings of Israel. So right now we just did two king. Well, we're about to do a second. Well, king we did Yarovam only, mm-hmm. and then we spoke about how Yarovam's son died, mm-hmm. and then we swapped to Rechavam and spoke about how Rechavam was looted by Shishak. Then we went to Rechavam's son Abiyam, and now we're ready on Asa, son of Abiyam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going three in a row on the Yehuda side now. Okay, and then we're going to go back to Yarovam's side. Asa was king over Yehuda in the 20th year of Yarovam Now there is a, a thing that all the uh, commentators do is that they keep trying to calculate the years 
based on these introductions of each king, like what, you know, how the years balance out and how the math works out, it's very difficult, and I don't get into it because it's not the most enjoyable thing to look into. But just know that if you want to gain some understanding of the relative timelines, you could look at the Mepharshim, there's a constant discussion about it because it's very hard to figure them out. Like a lot of the math doesn't check out and stuff like that. So the commentators are constantly trying to um, figure out what all the math is. <clears throat> but uh, it's not something we're going to be looking into much, okay? And 41 years he ruled in Jerusalem. And the mother, his mother was Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom. Is that the same? So that's the same. So he must have been brothers with Aviyam. No, I think no. It's, his, it's just saying it's his grandmother. It's his grandmother. So he's the nephew of Aviyam. Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom. Ma'acha, daughter of Avshalom. And this is? Yeah, it's saying it's his grandmother. Oh, his grandmother's name. Yeah, so because this is uh, Asa, is the yeah. son of Aviyam. Okay, and Asa did what was just in the eyes of God, just like David his forefather. You removed the Kedeshim, which are, seems like the prostitution that was done for Abu Dazara. He removed them from the land. And he removed all of the. Uh, the abominations, idols, idols the idols that were uh, that Four his five. forefathers had done. This is in the, in the tribe of Yehuda. Vegamet Ma'acha Imo, and Ma'acha, his grandmother, who is the daughter of Avshalom, who we know was bad because she influenced Aviyam to be evil. By Sirea he took her out of the Gevira uh, position. The Gevira was like the queen mother. Okay? The queen mother was called the Gevira. She had a lot of influence, and. Uh, a bad givira has a, a, a bring, can bring a lot of Abu Dazara into Israel. So he took her out from her givira position. For she had made an Abu Dazara for Asherah. The word mifletzet is an interesting word. Mifletzet means, mifletzet means like fear. So Abu Dazara's were called, or places of Abu Dazara were called places of fear, where people would fear the Abu Dazara. They would show fear to the Abu Dazara. Show fear to Hashem. Yeah, like in, instead of showing fear to Hashem. So the she had made a mifletzet, mifletzet la ashera, vayichrot asat miflatsta. So he he broke that miflatsta, that uh, area of Abu Dazara that was for ashera, vayisrof benachal kidron, and he burnt the Abu Dazara in the kidron stream. I don't think the kidron stream uh, um, exists anymore. But if you look up the kidron valley. Hold on, actually, can you, can you look up the Kidron Valley? I, I'm, I'm mixing it up maybe with another valley. I want to know exactly where, because this should be in the be tribe of... Right? It should be near Yushalayim. I was thinking of... Um, what's the other valley in Israel? Uh, there's a valley that crosses through the northern tribes that's referenced many, many, many times. Uh, I see a map? Yeah. Look up Kidron Valley. Nahal Kidron. It doesn't seem to have a stream anymore. But well, whole valleys probably used to. Many used to. Okay, I see where it goes. Path. It's it, definitely in the tribe of Yehuda. It's just a little bit further south, according to here. Let's see what's. Uh, could you want to look it up on Google? What there's a whole Kidron thing, Valley? There's a whole thing about it. It says it's the modern name 
of the valley originating slightly northeast of the old city of Yerushalayim, which then separates the Temple Mount from the Mount of Olives. And oh, okay, that's that's the valley. That's the yeah. Kidron Valley. So it crosses through Yerushalayim proper as well. Yeah, it and starts in like Yerushalayim over here, and then it goes down all the way to the. Now there's a road there. We drive through it, the, and you're going on the eastern so side. It starts of, like uh, up here. Yeah, it starts by Jerusalem. Here, you can see they put like a little thing of it here. Oh, and it goes into the Dead Sea. It's hard to see that. Goes into the Dead Sea. Okay, okay, fine. So he he threw the ashes of this Avodah this Asa. He threw it into the Kidron stream. And the Bamot he did not get rid of. They were not removed, but. His heart was with God all of his days. Meaning there's one thing that the kings are going to have a very hard time doing is to get rid of the, the private offer, uh, offerings that people would do, not inside the Beit HaMikdash. They had a very hard time, the kings, keeping all of the service to God in the Beit HaMikdash only. Um, they, uh, so, so even though he got rid of all Abu Dazara and got rid of the Kedeshot and, and got rid of the Abu Dazara that his grandmother had put and he removed his grandmother from her position, he wasn't able to stop people from doing Bamot in their backyard, which at this point is forbidden. Which is like what? So that's the one failing of Asa. Okay. It, it's, it's Asur. The Torah says it's Asur that whenever there's a bit of Mikdash, you're not allowed to have yeah, any more private offerings so in your own. So they're doing Korbanot areas. basically in their own. So people are doing Korbanot in their own, own things. Probably maybe to Abu Dazara as well. And Asad didn't go that far as to get rid of those. But he did, you know, he cleaned up shop pretty well other than that. Okay. His heart was with God. And he brought the holy objects of his father and the holy objects of the house of God. Silver, gold, and vessels. I'm assuming it means that he brought them back to the Mikdash when they were looted prior. Uh, but here is going to be now a uh, potential failing of Asa. It's going to be in his interaction with the northern kingdom. There was a war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel. Now we haven't heard of Baasha yet. We're going to hear about him later because we're not, we're not caught up on the Israel side to the story yet. We're still on Asa, right? We, we only went on the Yehuda side right now. Three generations, okay? So there was war between Asa and Baasha, who was at, at the time of Asa, Baasha was the king of Israel. There was a war between them. And Baasha went on Yehuda and he built this elevated uh, fortress near where people could pass into Yehuda from the area of, Is- of Israel, from the main road, so that he could stop people from entering in Yehuda. Entering into Yehuda, and that's kind of breaking the chain between Israel and Yehuda, and uh, limiting Yehuda people's ability to do business and get to the sea and so on. Okay, so that was a not good thing that Baasha is kind of doing, kind of like in an act of war against Yehuda, against Asa. Okay? Now, what does Asa do? He takes all of this gold and silver that's left in the storehouses of the house of God, and in the storehouses of the house of the king, and he sends all of this, this wealth, gold, silver, whatever, he sends it in his servant's hands as a message, as a gift to the king of Syria, of Damascus, whose name was Ben Hadad Ben Tavrimon Ben Hazion. And he t- said to him, Berit We have a covenant between you and me, ben avi u ben avicha, between my father and your father, because he's, after all, he is descendant of David. 
So look, like we, we used to be on good terms. And he shalachti lecha shochad kesef bizab, and I'm sending you this bribe of gold and silver. Lechafera et britcha et basha. Go and nullify the covenant you have with Basha, king of Israel. And he should stop bothering me, so that he should get up from me. Meaning, so he should get up, he should take away this fortress that he's built on my border. Okay? And of course, the Syrian king has no real allegiance, so he doesn't care as long as he gets money. He listens. And he sent his uh, army people to go against the cities of Israel. He struck Dan, which is in the north, and Ion, probably also in the north, probably also in the north, and all Kinerot, I'm assuming that's, I don't know, maybe near the Kinneret, I'm not sure. I'll call Eretz Naftali, in the lands of Naftali, Kinerot is an area, I don't know what it is. And it was when Baasha heard that his cities are being attacked by Syria. He stopped building that fortress that he was using to attack Yehuda. He went back to the, to the kingdom's uh, capital in a city called Tirzah. So now Baasha goes back, goes back to Tirzah where his capital is in, in somewhere in, in Israel. He stops attacking Yehuda with this, by building this uh, fortress on their border. And essentially Asa's ploy works. Because he bribes the Syrian king to distract Basha, so the Basha can't bother Yehuda anymore. Okay, now is that considered a good thing? According to Abag, it's not a good thing uh, because he's making alliances with with random kings when he should have had a Munan Hashem. And this is also going to be one of the main themes. Even with the good kings of Israel, they seem to be open to making alliances with outside kings, and God never, never likes when they do that. He also took the treasures from the... And he took the Mikdash. treasures from the Mikdash and from his own house. So it's like Am Israel's financial status is dwindling rapidly. And it's uh, not going well, okay? We'll continue with Rosh Hashanah. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.